طيب بسم الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين Welcome everyone, welcome to Sheikh Abdullah Hakim Quick's uh, uh, page uh, We are now going to go live with the Sheikh بإذن الله تعالى My name is Mamoun Hassan and I will be uh, talking to Sheikh Abdullah Hakim Quick today about the latest video that he has released on his YouTube channel I'm going to actually go ahead and drop that uh, link to the actual YouTube um, video and honestly it is a, a, a beautiful um, setup that the Sheikh has talking about which is basically what, what we named the 10 tenets to Islamic revival and uh, the Sheikh has basically mentioned um, 10 points that he has gathered over the year uh, over the years basically uh, to explain how, in his opinion, uh, we can move on and, and kind of get up as an actual nation and how we can go ahead and revive our generation of, of Muslims from throughout the world. And uh, uh, we have about um, 30 people joining in right now, inshallah. I'm going to wait a couple of minutes before we uh, log in. And for this time, can you just go ahead and comment where you're joining us from uh, so we can uh, just get a little bit of engagement with Allah Ta'ala. Firaz, Salaikum Salam, Rahmatullah, how are you? I hope you're good. Naam, let's get some more people going, Bidnillahi Ta'ala. Those of you who are joining us, if you can just go ahead and tell us where you're joining us from. If you're joining us, tell us where you're joining us from. All right. Yes, so, so all right, we have uh, Omar joining us from the Bronx, from New York. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope it's not as cold as it is here. Oh, Om Bushra, she's uh, joining us from Paris. I hope it's not as cold as it is here, Om Bushra. And I hope you're doing well. Allahu Akbar, and we have some uh, people who are joining us from Lagos, from uh, Nigeria. Um, and Toronto is always in the house. Alhamdulillah. Barakallahu feekum. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of you. From, so pretty much, Sheikh, we have uh, uh, people from every single... Well, we're waiting for someone from Asia. When we get somebody from Asia, we'll go ahead and we'll start, inshallah. Because we have Europe, we have North America, we have Africa. All right, and we have somebody from Bangladesh, from Dhaka. So Allahu Akbar. We'll begin, inshallah ta'ala. And as we'll do in this year, I'm going to go ahead and bring Sheikh Abdullah Hakim quick with us. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, Sheikh, how are you? Alhamdulillah. Sorry, Sheikh, I think you're muted. Okay, you're back now. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh, how are you? Well, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, fine on this beautiful, cool day here in Toronto. Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you, Sheikh. Jazakallah khair, Sheikh, for uh, the, the series of videos that you've been putting out, alhamdulillah, on your YouTube channel. Uh, this recent one... Um, a, honestly, really a beautiful rendition of some of the work that you've been working on for, for quite some time. And in it, if you just want to break down for us the actual whole video, first of all, then we're going to go and, uh, you know, kind of ask really question and answers to go ahead and, and try to break down some of the content that you have in there, inshallah. What is this last video about, Sheikh? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. The last video that we did uh, is a compilation uh, of important tenets, 10 uh, points. Um, 10 activities 
10 main areas of function for Islamic revival. And we call it the emergence because emergence is a type of awakening. And that is so critical now uh, for the Muslim world in the sense that in the past 30 years or so, uh, in many parts of the Muslim world, we find ourselves uh, going backwards or falling into a deep sleep in terms of our deen. And with the condition in the world today as it is, people on lockdown waiting to come out, it's a perfect time for us to prepare ourselves for an emergence. Mm -hmm. As we emerge from the lockdown, as we emerge from a state of stagnation, we want to revive our deen. We want to revive our lives as Muslims to be able to come out of this condition uh, on a higher level and to face the, uh, the staggering challenges uh, that are there in the world that will be waiting for us uh, after we come out of this lockdown and this economic recession. Mm -hmm. So this is the emergence, and there are 10 points which I summarized uh, in the lecture itself, and anybody who wants to uh, go through those 10 points, um, I advise you to go to the lecture, you know, so you can constantly reflect upon the 10. Uh, what we are doing now is step-by-step step, uh, going through the 10 points in a casual way, um, and, and trying to give some understanding to it and possibly to leave uh, question time uh, mm -hmm. for the questions that people may have. Mm -hmm. Wonderful, Sheikh. So this is actually a beautiful thing. Let's go and talk about the first uh, point or the first tenet that you were talking about, which is, the you know, I mean, I guess really it, it's a perfect place to be, which is you call the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Sheikh? Yeah, so this, this first point, which is ziyadah to taqwa, it's the increase in taqwa. Again, it's based on that word taqwa. And um, this is so important. And I want to look at this not just from an academic, uh, scholastic way, but I want this to be based upon life experiences. And for me, coming out of Medina as a student of knowledge and into the field of dawah and traveling to different countries, I found myself in 1985 uh, being put into the position in Toronto as the imam or the director of the Jami Mosque. And mm -hmm. that's the largest uh, building for Muslims probably in the whole of Canada at the time. And people were coming in from all different parts of the world. And what was unique about this structure is that it was housing people, Muslims, of different ethnicities, different schools of thought, different Islamic movements, and I found myself uh, being put in the position as the leader. People maybe accepted me because I wasn't from any of the major countries. Um, I was a new Muslim, and uh, I was qualified to teach them, and so they felt in a sense that I wasn't biased and based on any of the tribal uh, ethnic understandings. What I found out is that the issues facing us, and our, our masjid went from about 35 to about 1,000 people uh, for Juma. what was facing us really was not just a superficial struggle, but it was an internal struggle. I was prepared to deal with aqidah questions and uh, to look at fiqh and some of the superficial parts you know, of the deen, but I realized that the problems Muslims were facing were more internal. It had something to do with our 
with our minds, with our heart, with our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm -hmm. And this is where the concept of taqwa came. And I, I was trying to prepare my talks in a relevant way. So it's not just putting people to sleep on Friday, but it was actually dealing with issues that they are facing. And in and, and researching how to do uh, the Juma, how to present in the prophetic manner, I recognize that taqwa, or mentioning taqwa and reflecting on it, is an essential part of the way that Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu would approach um, his talks in general and specific in Juma. And so taqwa is an essential part. Imam Shafi uh, even made, made it uh, a, a necessary part uh, of the Juma. Mm -hmm. When I looked at this word taqwa, I found it was repeating itself over and over again. Uh, over a hundred times in the Quran in its different formats. And um, when, I, when I went back and started reading uh, the book of Allah itself and realized that in Surah Al-Baqarah, right in the beginning, after you finish the Fatiha, you are reading, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, Alif Lam Mim, Dalikal Kitabu La Rayba Fi, Hudal Lil Muttaqeen. Alif Lam Mim, this is the book in which there is no doubt. It is guidance for the people of taqwa, those conscious uh, uh, Muslims. Mm -hmm. So right from the beginning, it's stating this book is for people of taqwa. Muhammad mm -hmm. in, in looking at his traditions, in one case, he was asked, Su'ila Rasulullah so the Prophet was asked, what is the main reason why people would enter paradise? And he said, the consciousness of Allah, taqwa Allah, and good character. Allahu Akbar. Not the size of your beard, not the height of your hat, not your niqab, not your Arabic language, but it was this taqwa and it was good character. Mm -hmm. I realized that, that this is crucial. And if we are to have a revival, this has to be right in the front. Okay, Sheikh, we've established the, the, the importance of it uh, and, and how essential it is for anyone mm -hmm. to enter into Jannah and how the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that it is one of the most important things that you can really have. What is taqwa? Let's define it in a sense, I guess, really for those of us who are just, um, maybe they've heard the word because you hear it so many times in Islam, in, 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 as a Muslim, right? It's the, the beginning of every single khutbah that you hear it. But really seldom do you hear like what it actually means. What is, what is taqwa, Shah? Well, taqwa in a, in a literal sense uh, is made up of al-khawf wa raja. It is made up of the fear uh, of Allah and the hope and the mercy of Allah. But the different translations that come out, many times you see it's saying fear of Allah. It uses this word fear. Mm -hmm. That doesn't do justice to the term itself. Mm -hmm. I found that probably the, the best way to define this is the consciousness of Allah. Mm -hmm. But others uh, have defined it, and it's interesting to look at the different definitions. You could say God-fearing. You could call taqwa right conduct. You could call it virtue. Uh, you could call it piety. You could call it a type of mindfulness, a type of cautiousness. So it's like a hyper-vigilance mm -hmm. to stay away from sin. So your iman 
is now protected by taqwa. And it's interesting that, you know, within the, the root of the term comes wiqaya, and that is a shield. So, so the taqwa, in a sense, is a hypervigilance to stay out of sin, to please Allah, which sort of shields your iman in the same way that armor uh, shields a soldier. Mm-hmm. And taqwa itself, uh, contrary to, to popular or, or, or certain understandings, um, it is an action-oriented term. The Marxist-Leninist would say religion is the opium of the people. So like the more religious you are, is the more you know you, you, you go to sleep. But taqwa, if you look at al-Khawfa Raja, if you fear something, you jump back. If you hope in something, you move toward it. So taqwa is actually that quality that should wake you up. It's sort of a constant state of alertness and vigilance in your faith. Mm. And this is actually really beautiful because, um, you know, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, So it's not just like, that's kind of, I guess, really the, the essence of taqwa itself, right? It's also like protection, right? There's also a sense of protection in it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful, Sheikh. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you, inshallah ta'ala. What, what are some of these benefits of the taqwa? How, what, what are we going to get out of it? And I mean, I know uh, when, when we say these things because I want you to break it down to me on two different levels. The one level is, uh, and it's unfortunate that I'm saying this, but I do know that a lot of people are thinking it. What do I get from taqwa uh, dunya-wise? <laughs> That's the first thing. Then I want to know also, what do I get out of taqwa hereafter-wise? Like on, on both ends, what are the benefits of it? This is an important question. Um, because taqwa, in a sense, uh, again, this is not something which is an academic, you know, scholastic thing that you study in ivory towers. This is a real reality because we are living in an age of insecurity, an age of fear, and uh, people are dropping down from this COVID-19 and also from the economic crisis uh, that the world is in. And so when we go back to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can see so many benefits coming out of it. And, and these benefits in a COVID situation have even been more pronounced. For instance, in Surah Talaq, verse 4, then Allah is saying, وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ مِنْ أَمْرِهِ يُسْرًا So it's an ease in your affairs. So whoever the, the part of the verse is saying, and whoever has the consciousness of Allah, Allah will make his matters easy for him. Mm-hmm. It's also a, a way out of your problems and your difficulties. Uh, in the same uh, Surah Talaq, it is saying, mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like a makhraj. It is a way out of difficulty. And really, we need a makhraj right now. Everything is difficult. You know, from this COVID, from this lies, from this confusion we are living in. And that verse continues on and, 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 it, and it shows also, You would have unexpected sustenance. How many people are in need of provisions and, 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 and sustenance at this point? The taqwa now, that connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when it is increased, and we're talking about ziyada to taqwa now, mm. that would increase that unexpected sustenance 
And another interesting point coming out of Suratul Anfal, and that is the ability to distinguish truth from falsehood. Look at the false news and the lies that we are living in today. Allah tells us, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu in taqullaha yaj'alakum furqan. Allahu Akbar. And this is the 29th verse in Suratul Anfal. If you have the consciousness of Allah, then Allah will make a furqan. This is a criterion. The ability to distinguish and judge between truth and falsehood. And that is so important for us uh, today in the world that we are living in, this mm -hmm. confusion and deception. And the verse continues. So dunya and akhirah, this is, it, it's a beautiful thing because this actually addresses the actual dunya and akhirah. Right? Mm. So not only are you getting this criterion, you can judge fake news from real news in the dunya, but in the next world, you are free from your sins. And you are forgiven. And the verse ends beautifully, and Allah is the, 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 uh, is the one, He is the God of infinite bounty. Mm. It's connected with taqwa. So this is so important for us today. Uh, to have that connection and to increase the connection. How, how, how do we go about increasing taqwa, Shaykh? This is an interesting point as well, and this really is the essence of uh, our point number one, because we first have to understand taqwa, we have to, 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 to get close to it, and I want to put out a number of different points, and maybe some of these points um, might touch people. Because we want to come from it from as many practical uh, angles as possible. Number one, we need to make a sincere intention to increase our taqwa. And following that, we have to ask Allah sincerely to increase it. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the, the, the Lord of great bounty. He is the one who, who ultimately has control over all things. And number three is... To increase the taqwa, we can increase different forms of worship, of ibadah. And when we talk about ibadah, it's not just praying and fasting uh, and going to hajj and, and, and umrah. Ibadah, if we do things bismillah, they can become forms of ibadah. Even eating bismillah. Even feeding people, whatever it is. So increase in ibadah. Four. Observe the sunnah. Try to look at the sunnah and all different things. And some people might say, well, what's so big about eating with your right hand? Um, you know, what's so big about, you know, saying, you know, the basmalah? What, what is so big about doing your sunnah prayers? This is the taqwa. That's to increase the taqwa, increase the sunnah. Another interesting route for some people who want different ways Recite Qur'an with meaning. So in other words, people in many cases are used to just reading the Qur'an. We want to now focus on the Qur'an with the tafsir, with the meaning of it. So when you're reading something, try to understand in your language or with a tafsir, try to understand the meaning of what you're reading. Another area, point number six, would be to busy yourself with good deeds. We want to increase that, that, that consciousness. The ulama say, busy your life with good deeds. 
You want to go do good deeds for your family, the parent, to the child, to your neighbors, to the society. Try to keep good deeds uh, in the front of the things that you're doing. Next, mm. character. And this is important. Remember what the Prophet said, main reasons why entering paradise, taqwa law, wa husnul khulq. We want to focus on humility. Try to be as humble as possible and to culture good character because that is one of the main reasons why people would enter paradise. And that should also be connected with the next point of seeking knowledge. Everybody should seek knowledge of the deen. Mm -hmm. In whatever way we can, don't ever think that you know. Don't ever think we are students of knowledge for the rest of our life. And there's some things that we'll never know until we, inshallah, enter paradise. Mm -hmm. Point number nine, and this is a practical one again, try to be around people who remind you of Allah. When you're around people who are in the dunya, who are just into money and looking good and whatnot, and it's time to make salat, you might find it difficult. But then you look and you see Ali come walking along. And as soon as you see Ali, then you say, oh, is it time for us a salat? Mm -hmm. as, as soon as you see Sister Zainab, then you say, you know, mashallah, Islam is so beautiful in terms of, you know, my modesty and my character. So try to be around people who remind you of Allah and, and increase your deen. Number 10, try to be as pious in secret as you are in the open. Think about your salat. When you're in a group of people, it's, you know, you make your salat and you know everybody's watching you and you're pious. But when you're by yourself, do you make it with the same submissiveness and khushur that you do when you're in a jama'ah? Try mm -hmm. to make it equal. And if you can actually make your secret actions better than your open actions, now we're really getting into ziyadah to taqwa. Number 11, be alert anything that can divert you from the path. This is a type of consciousness. Be alert of this and, and keep that vigilance in your mind. Number 12, do everything for the pleasure of Allah. Don't things, do things for the pleasure of people. Many times we do Islamic acts, we do goodness, and, and, and we're not thanked by people. And, 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 and you know, our nafs talks, why did you do that? You start losing your connection with Allah. But if everything that we're doing is ultimately for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we're not losers in this life and the next. The next point is to uh, focus on the main purpose of life. Keep the big picture in, in, in our mind as we're going through everything we're going through. We have been created to worship Allah, to submit to the Creator. Mm -hmm. And number 14 Remember death. If we remember that we're in a transition period from this world into the barzakh, this world is not the end, then this is a really important way of increasing our consciousness of Allah, our piety, our right action, our mindfulness. And the last point is to keep our eyes on the prize. And that prize is Jannah. And we need to keep our eyes on this prize so that as we move through the difficulties in this world, we recognize that Allah has power over all things. 
and whatever is striking us in this world, Allah knows best, and it is part of what Allah has willed in this world. Shaykh Abdullah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you Jannah. Uh, very, very concise and very uh, beautiful, alhamdulillah, gems that you've uh, given us here, inshallah ta'ala. So this was just one out of the ten tenants that you were talking about. I believe the next tenant would be authentic sources. And uh, we are going to talk about this, inshallah, in, in an upcoming, uh, uh, in an upcoming uh, live stream, inshallah. I believe it's Wednesday. I believe it was scheduled for Wednesday, inshallah. But everybody, uh, we're going to go ahead and put a poster to let you all know about it. Uh, anything that you want to leave us with, uh, Sheikh Abdullah, before we go, inshallah? Um, we want to continue uh, our struggle and, 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 and be as close as we can to each other and to do righteousness. Um, and, you know, never forget that Allah has power over all things. People are feeling depressed. They are feeling in fear. But if we realize that even sometimes difficulty, with difficulty there is ease. Mm. With the, the, the pain that we're, we're going through, um, after every difficulty, there, there is something which is better for us in this world, in the hereafter. And I pray that all who are listening to this and all that are going through changes, that Allah may make it easy for them. All of our brothers and sisters who are suffering with the COVID-19 or any disease, may Allah make it easy for them. Um, all human beings who are going through this pandemic, may Allah lift this bala, may Allah lift this waba off the world and, and ease our suffering at this time. For those of you who are just joined us, inshallah, if you want to go ahead and follow Sheikh Abdullah Hakim quick uh, on his Twitter, uh, his Twitter hashtag is Abdullah.quick, and uh, mine is this underscore moon and this underscore lives. Uh, we're both on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter as well, I believe, inshallah. If you have any questions that you'd like for us to answer, uh, go ahead and type them in. In our next live stream, we'll go ahead and pick some of these questions and answer them for you. Jazakumullah khair. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of you who have joined us, inshallah. Please go ahead and share this. Go ahead and share the video that we have talked about, the 10 minutes, inshallah. And until we meet again in our next um, live stream, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.